Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, December the 17th. It's Meet My Friend Friday, and today I am thrilled beyond measure to have one of my dearest friends in the world on the show with me. Dr. Kathy Cook is here, and we're going to talk about the ever-changing standards in education and how you can be a part of making sure that our children receive a good education. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so before I get started today, I want to remind you that I still am loving receiving your Christmas cards and your letters here at Firmly Planted. We are putting pictures of your families up on the walls at the Homeschool Resource Center. You guys can continue to send those to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you're inclined to support what we're doing here, we're planning on opening up Homeschool Resource Centers across the country, and you can support the nonprofit organization that is Firmly Planted Family. I will link back to that in the show notes today. All right, you guys, I am thrilled and honored to have one of my most favorite people in the whole world with me on the show today. Dr. Kathy Cook is here. Kathy and I have talked about a lot of things over a lot of miles over several years on the show. And today we're going to take a topic on that we've never taken on before. Many of you guys heard me talk about last week, some of the never ending changes in educational standards that we're seeing moving across the country. I really believe this is a diabolical attempt to injure the future of this country because it really does stymie American innovation and American exceptionalism, and it makes these kids feel like they can't actually uh, have a bar raise and meet a standard. Kathy shares this concern. She sent me a couple of articles, and she's here to talk with us uh, about that. My friend, Dr. Kathy, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. Always a joy. Always an important opportunity to communicate with you. Well, it's really, you have a a, a voice, I think, in this that is very uh, unusual in that you really are into working with children and helping children meet their potential. And I can only imagine that as someone who's committed their whole life to helping children rise, seeing these children actually being pushed down has got to be driving you nuts on on one level or another. Oh, good heavens. Several levels, right? Anger, yeah. uh, disappointment, discouragement. And you know, Heidi, I feel for the teachers. Yeah. You know, I'm, a, I'm a former uh, public school teacher myself, second graders forever ago a former coach, and then a former professor. For seven years, I taught at the university teaching people how to teach children. Now, it's interesting that I only gave quizzes and tests the first semester that I was there. So for six and a half years, I was a very popular professor. No no quizzes, no tests because- <laughs> I would have um, voted for you. I, yeah. you know, I, My <laughs> students worked really hard, did a lot of projects, did a lot of really significant group work, but I didn't feel that testing was necessarily an effective way to find out what they understood, what they believed, and what they were going to do in their tomorrows. So I'm, you know, I'm a huge advocate of education. I'm not a huge advocate of grading, but I'm a huge advocate that we do our job, that we do what we say mm. we're doing. Mm. And so when you see, so the words that are popping up uh, as we're watching, you know, we were talking about before the show in Oregon now, uh, the governor of Oregon has signed a bill into law that says students do not have to be proficient in reading, writing, or math to graduate from high school in the name of equity, not equality of equity, which is which is trying to uh, ensure an equal outcome. Well, it will. And the equal outcome will be everybody will be failing. Right. Right. And no, I, Heidi, you know, I'm a chatty Kathy, but I hardly <laughs> have words to describe, yeah. if you don't mind my saying, the insanity of that. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not appropriate to think that all students are A students. Mm -hmm. It's not appropriate to expect teachers 
with their hands tied, with the lack of good resources, et cetera, too many kids, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to do it well. You've got parents who are apathetic, frankly, who are busy and overwhelmed and scared and frustrated and angry and don't feel they have a voice to make a change. It's a mess. If I were a corporate person, if I owned a company, if I was an entrepreneur and I was looking for you know, the next best innovator, I would be upset if I was in the state of Oregon or Washington or California or any of these other places that have said, no, we're just going to, we're just going to pass you on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And I, what I'm curious, do you understand the logic behind it? Where what they're saying, why are they doing this? Cause I, I'm reading, you know, there are, I'm, I don't get it. I'm like, my, you know what? Maybe just cause <laughs> I, I actually graduated from school. I don't understand. Yeah, I love your question, the logic behind it. There isn't any. There isn't um, any. You know, I, I, and I will be bold to say that. I think I'll go back and say this. The history of grading started with parents. Back in the 1800s, mm. parents are the ones who demanded testing and grades because they wanted to legitimately know how their children were doing. I don't believe back then it was a lack of trust of the system or the educator in front of the room. I think it was a genuine curiosity that parents wanted to engage, wanted to be involved, and wanted to be helpful if they found out that their child wasn't doing well. But it's been it's been going down a very slippery slope, obviously, mm-hmm. and now grades are being used. You know, one of the articles that I read calls, calls grades punitive. It just cracked me up. Grades are punitive. <laughs> punitive. This, is what this, this teacher said grades are punitive and provide no information or standards. No, grades can be motivational. Yeah. Grades can be inspiring and instructive, you know, and a student can earn an A and be motivated to keep doing well. A student who wanted an A gets a B is motivated to study and get help. A student who earned a C is going to get an education through the grade of a C. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, maybe I should, you know, get some help and go to the tutoring sessions. Or maybe I should change my post high school plans because this apparently is not how I was wired to be. This is not my gifting. Exactly. Yeah, this and is not my gift. Wrong with that. No, and I think you know if we talk about grades being punitive for the student who could have done better and decided, you know, what, I'm just going to stay up all night playing Xbox, and they get up in the morning and they didn't study, and they end up getting a C minus or a D, then it is punitive because you didn't do the work that you should have done in order to earn the grade that you were capable of of getting, and that is what really stress. I, I look at this and I just think I want my children to aspire to something. I want my children and my grandchildren now who are obviously being homeschooled themselves. I want them to. I want to set the bar and so that they can. You know, you if you reach for the stars, you're going to hit something. It's going to be up there. But if we're if we're taking away the opportunity for them to excel, what are we going to be left with? Where's their motivation to find out what their gifts and abilities really are? Exactly. Um, Very little motivation. And again, from a teacher's perspective, I think most of them are probably, well, I think many of them are angry and overwhelmed and their hands have now been tied. You know, how do they motivate? You know, a lot of these schools are saying that attendance and effort and diligence are a part of the citizenship grade. So let's pull that out and let's just grade in the English class about how they did in English. Well, that's not realistic. Character is a 24-7, 365 part of who we are. And I will also say, Heidi, that, uh, again, in the future, they will be graded. There are not report cards when you get a job. There are not report cards in the military. There are not report cards in marriage or parenting. But we are constantly being evaluated. I would pray that we are self-evaluating and choosing to step up to the plate. Mm -hmm. And if we're not, that's a character issue. 
But certainly, you know, I'm an independent entrepreneur, as you are. I have my own ministry here, Celebrate mm-hmm. Kids. But I have a board of directors, and they can fire mm-hmm. me today if they want to. Yeah. If I don't show up and do what I've been called by the Lord mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So to suggest to today's young people that there is no standard and there is no accountability. Yeah. You know, if you want an Xbox all night and not turn in a paper, we'll give you an extra week. We have pity for you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Why do we not believe better of our young people? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is what John Taylor Gatto said. It is the dumbing down of our students. And he nailed this years ago, talking about what was happening in the public schools and how we've really, you know, essentially just been lowering the bar and lowering the bar and lowering the bar. And now these children aren't being given opportunity. I mean, they took out, uh, you know, wood shop. You're not going to go to a public high school anymore and find, you know, kids learning how to work with their hands because we don't value that. And so what are they doing? They're they're teaching, you know, they're they're teaching the kids to be proficient in wokeness, you know, and instead of teaching them reading, writing and arithmetic, they're teaching them social engineering. Exactly. And those are reasons that you and I are deeply concerned about Mm -hmm, the system mm -hmm. and really about the families that are there and are they alert and are they aware and are they making sure to unteach and reteach and consider mm-hmm. different options. I'm going to challenge you too to, to believe, I don't think there's a lot of teaching going on. No. You know, you and I use the word teach. And again, mm-hmm. you know, homeschool teachers, homeschool parents teach, teachers teach, students learn. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of covering of content. Yeah. And, and I, again, and I think, hurry, hurry, here's another book. What, what teachers are held accountable to sometimes is how much they cover You know, this is the semester's worth of work. But when you have 20 children with a variety of levels of academic efficiency and a a variety of levels of character and motivational desire, it's almost impossible. So you end up turning the page and and Mm -hmm. checking it off as being finished. And that's not appropriate. Now, I do praise Mm -hmm. God that some children in the system will figure out that it's not working and they will get help for themselves. They will drop out and go do it on their own or they'll graduate, quote unquote, and go figure something out. And they, they're not going to be living under the bridge homeless. But there will be some who do because we mm-hmm. haven't done right by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only way really, I mean, I think parents who are listening to this, people need to be very, very aware of what the school boards are allowing, what kinds of things they're voting in. What does your governor think about the importance of education and setting a standard? Because these bills, a lot of them are being passed in the dead of night. And parents aren't even realizing, they don't even know until it's really until it's too late that this is happening in their child's school. But the ultimate responsibility lies with the parent, does it not? That we find out what's happening with our children and that we say, no, I want more for my child. Absolutely. I want more for my child because I believe and I will be an advocate. That's what I've been called to do. Why Mm -hmm. are your children your children? So that Mm -hmm. you can advocate for them and, and parent them according to God's design. I think the call on the local official and on the, the corporate leader is also very strong. A friend of mine mm-hmm. went to a school board meeting last night in a different state and advocated again for some policies that have been passed by a school board that are really unhealthy. Only five parents showed up. Ah. A couple of months ago, it was packed out and they were in the standing room only and they satellite fed it to another room in the building mm-hmm. and parents are giving mm-hmm. up. And I get mm-hmm. that. I respect mm-hmm. They're that. They're tired. They're tired. They are tired and you know, mm-hmm. they're wondering if anyone's listening. Your children mm-hmm. are listening. Your children will yeah. always know that you were an advocate and that you you will be their hero when they see that you wanted something better for them, even if you're mm-hmm. not capable of getting things changed. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you guys, you know that I have entered into an awesome uh, partnership with Mike Lindell over at MyPillow, and I decided I was going to go ahead and try some new things. So we ordered their slippers this year. You guys, check it out. It's a great Christmas gift, and you can get a massive discount up to 66% off of everything that's at the MyPillow store. You guys, they have sheets, they have a mattress, they've got a dog bed, which Finley is loving. They've got awesome bathrobes, and their slippers are fantastic, real leather, you will love them. Don't tell anybody, but that's what I got my husband for Christmas. Anyway, I want to encourage you guys. It's a great way to support an American-owned business and support this podcast at the same time. Do some Christmas shopping at MyPillow.com. Use promo code Heidi or call 1-800-447-0541. You and I, of course, been uh, very active and involved in the homeschool community and in helping parents really, you know, get back into the driver's seat of their child's education, what do you say? What encouragement? Because I know there are a lot of people, I mean, there's going to be 100,000 people that download this episode. So talk to the parents who they know somebody whose kids are in the school system and they're on the fence. You know, I talk to parents like this all the time. I'm on the fence. I just don't know. And I'm telling these parents, listen, your worst day of homeschooling your kid is going to be better than their best day in these public indoctrination centers that are no longer concerned with either the academic, spiritual, moral uh, upbringing of your children. And parents have an opportunity to do that right now to take their kids out of these schools to really step back into the driver's seat. The schools have been lying to parents for years and years and years telling them we can do it better than you can, but it's not true, is it? No, it's not, Heidi. No, I, I absolutely agree with everything you've said. Um, every parent can do this. And and you know that this is our philosophy at Celebrate Kids. We teach children. We don't teach yeah. math and science and history and, and spelling. So you can teach your children. You learn with them. I like yes. to say that if I was homeschooling my children, like you're homeschooling yours, I would be so much smarter because <laughs> I would be, you know, you I would learn be the, with them. Exactly. And there's no shame in saying, man, I don't remember this. Of course, you don't remember it. You're 38 years old. You don't need to remember how long the Mississippi River is. You're not taking a test tomorrow. (laughs) So don't be judging your ability to do it based on what you do or do not know. You just set a lot of people free. Right. You just set a lot of people free right now, Kathy, by just saying you don't actually have to know how long the Mississippi River is. No, you don't. And I don't need to know the state capitals and I don't need to know, you know, no. You, you learn with your kids, you look it up. And, and the other thing I would say, you know, absolutely, um, we, we can do this. We can do it. I think there, some of you know you must do it because you've mm. seen your children change. You know, if you don't want to look at the school district, if you are overwhelmed and anxious and, and angry too quickly, and you just want to try to put your head in the sand, first of all, we don't believe that's wise. But if that's your call, at least look at your children. Yeah. Has their character changed? Mm. Are they more apathetic now than they were on the first day of school? Have they complained to you about their peer group? Are they too afraid to go to the bathroom and so they come home uh, ill? In other words, look at your children and Mm -hmm. study your children if you don't feel you have the energy to study the system. And what are your children telling you? Mm. And then I would pray that you would would make a really wise decision. That's very, very good uh, counsel because there are a lot of people who they do feel overwhelmed. You know, I've been telling parents lately because we are seeing the same thing here in Washington state. Uh, fewer people showing up to these school board meetings because they're tired. They feel discouraged. They, they recognize the school boards are not listening to them anymore. And I've been telling parents, listen, take the time that you have at these school board meetings. And since you realize the school board's not listening to you, turn around and instruct the parents in the room. 
Here's how you pull your child out of this school. Here, here are some places that you can start. Here are some things that we can do together to really band together because you're right. Our kids are watching us and what we're, what we're doing for them right now is going to reverberate generations from now when the, the true consequences of the, so the true consequences of what they're doing right now isn't going to be felt for 15 years. We'll really feel it in the workforce. We're really going to feel it when we're, when we've got uh, adults with mental health issues and depression and all the things, because they never were able to fulfill their God, you know, their God given gifting and the call yeah. on their life. And uh, now is the time to stem the bleeding. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, praise God for the grandparents who yes. are supportive of their children and grandchildren, either doing the home educating if they can, or supporting with some financial help, perhaps. Maybe there is mm -hmm. a parent who needs to step away from the workplace for a while to, to do the homeschooling full time. And a, and a grandparent says, you know, I'm going to be your salary. I'm going to, I'm going to let you help. You know, um, I earned a PhD. Um, I sing, I'm single, as you know, Heidi, and uh, very content as a single adult. My brother earned a PhD and his wife uh, supported him. His wife, Debbie, was a music teacher while Dave earned a PhD. And I came to my parents and I said, you know, I, I really believe I'm called like Dave to higher education and being a professor one day and began to brainstorm with my parents what I could do financially. And my mom and dad, without skipping a beat, looked at me and said, we'll, we'll, be, your, we'll be your spouse. We'll be your salary. Mm, I love so that. my mom and dad monthly gave me a stipend as if I was married, as if I had mm. a spouse so that I could stay mm. in a decent apartment. And, and, and now I had a job as an, as, mm -hmm. um, during my PhD study, but I will forever be grateful mm. that they saw a way to say, we're going to, you know, your dream, your dream really matters. So maybe there's a, a grandparent, maybe there's an aunt or an uncle listening. You know, mm -hmm. I'm an aunt of three. I'm a great aunt of three. And um, I think Betsy and Jason know that if they want to homeschool and they're in a tough spot for a system, man, I would rather send money to them for my great yep. nieces and nephew yep. than I would, you know, to many other causes. Mm -hmm. And if I can say one more thing, Heidi, and then I'll kick it back to you. You know, to the parent who is homeschooling or the parent who's wondering about it and they're overwhelmed, reading math and arithmetic, right? You know, the very things that a lot of the public schools are saying are unimportant yeah. are absolutely the essential academic disciplines. Now, when you yeah. home educate, you can be more efficient and you can do nature and, and science and history and current events and so many other things. And you and I know that. But I do want to say to the parent who's going, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, and, you, you know, you read and you write and you do math and those three things really concentrate there and begin there and, and get your bearings and, and get some success and some momentum and then begin to add more nonfiction reading, which is how you can begin to add what you might consider to be a whole curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you simplify it when you do that. You say, hey, you know, don't worry about all these peripheral things that make us feel like our head's going to explode. Just focus on the building blocks, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And there are so many things available for homeschoolers. And speaking of that, in the last uh, four, four minutes or so that we have, I want to talk about uh, something really cool that you guys are spearheading over at Celebrate Kids. Obviously, and I was just talking about this on the show this week, there's been tremendous devastation through the Midwest because of the tornado that, that ripped out nearly 250 miles uh, of devastation and carnage and suffering. And many of the families were affected were homeschooling families or people who were just going, you know, I think I could try the thing. And now they're feeling like, oh, I can't do it anymore. You guys are doing something cool. Tell us about it. Yeah, thank you. We are concerned about homeschool families. We're concerned about everybody dev devastated, of course. But when a homeschool family loses their home, they lose their school. 
Mm-hmm. And the children lose really everything that they knew is normal. Uh, mom and dad lose it all. They lose their rulers and their scissors and their curriculum and their pads of paper and all the history. Oh my, I just ache mm. for the photo albums and the scrapbooks, oh, yeah. if you will, and all of that. Um, so we are providing a way for people to give specifically to support homeschool families in the 250 mile region and also to, to volunteer. We're going to do an event. We're going to provide, we've got curriculum providers and speakers from homeschool groups. We've got some state associations that will be signing on with us. The website is homeschoolrelief.org. So if your listeners would join us at homeschoolrelief.org, very simple way to provide any, you know, $10, $1,000 to say to our homeschool families, we want to help you with curriculum. We want to help buy you a pad of paper. We're going to try to help you with your clothing. Um, Not that others aren't affected by this, but homeschool families are affected at a very deep level. And Heidi, what if this is the time for families to decide to homeschool? What if Mm -hmm. the public or private school is closed for a season? What if the stress and the post-traumatic stress that may happen, the dysfunction that could could rise from some of this? What if this is a mom's choice to say, I'm going to keep you home and keep you Mm -hmm. safe and secure here and and build Mm -hmm. you back up emotionally? So let's try some homeschooling for a while and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So again, homeschoolrelief.org, there's a way to give, there's a way to nominate a family to be supported by what we're going to do. Yeah, because you're vetting these people, right? So the idea is that you'll find out. So, you know, some guy who's, uh, you know, living in uh, in Vancouver, Washington, just goes, yeah, free curriculum. You're going to vet, you're going to vet these guys so that we know that the, that the resources, I know you're working with my friends at, at HSLDA. Yes. and so they can trust that their money is actually going to get to real people with real issues who've been affected by this tragedy. And then uh, they'll have opportunities in the, in the months to come that can encourage them, kind of help them get back on their feet. It's a wonderful opportunity to give. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, we, we're looking for the homeschool community to come together and we're just spearheading it. We're just kind of the landing page, if you will, for, for money to come in and for gifts to come in. And uh, yeah, there will be a vetting process. You're going to have to prove where you live. <laughs> and you're going to have to prove that you're a homeschool family or want to hey, be. No, we'll no more Bernie Sanders voters here. We're just going to no, be. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for your support. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. excited. Yeah. Good. I love that. Again, what's the website? Homeschoolrelief.org. Check it Homeschoolrelief.org. out. Homeschoolrelief.org. I love that. And my friend, Dr. Kathy, where can people find you online? Celebratekids.com. I'd love them to hang out with us there. We have a newsletter. We have our own podcast. Uh, always, Heidi, thanks for the opportunity to be here and to share the wisdom with you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you are you are a national treasure, and I'm always excited. I'm going to be with you guys a couple of times in the spring, too. So we're looking forward to that and uh, seeing what the Lord's going to do as we just bring a message. Really, it's just hope and encouragement that parents can actually do this thing, and there's help. So thank you so much. Absolutely, my friend. For more information on uh, Dr. Kathy Cook, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. You can scroll down to the show notes today, and I will also link back to Homeschool Relief. And you guys can figure out a way, you know, pray about it and ask the Lord how you can get involved to lend your hands and your finances to families in need, especially during this season. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.